This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here we go. It's time for Am I the Asshat? Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Am I wrong? You're not wrong, Walter. You're just an ass. Am I wrong? Am I the Asshat? Yeah, we pull these from the Reddit feed, and wow, today has been getting a lot of play. I'm curious to see what you guys think. Of course, you can call after we read the scenario here. You guys ready for this? Sure are. Am I the asshat for calling my daughter's father spineless and his girlfriend creepy over their name choice for their daughter? No, we'll be right back. (laughs) 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 I love the title, Lex. It really is great. I'm like, oh, I got to know more about this. So the mom writes, here's a little context for you. I ended up pregnant with my 10-year-old daughter during a drunken hookup with a friend in my mid-20s. Not the most glamorous or flattering truth, but it's the truth all the same. When we, find out, when we found out, we decided to keep the child and co-parent while remaining friends. We were never a couple, and we did not want to be one either. Mm. Four years ago, he began dating his long-term girlfriend, and last year they moved in together. She became pregnant, and I was always very supportive of both of them. As much as I could be without crossing any lines, I encouraged my daughter to help whenever she was staying with them during the pregnancy and to behave. And I made it clear that I want our children to have a close relationship despite having different mothers. All in all, I thought everything was great and I was excited for my daughter to have a sibling because I have no interest in having another child. Mm -hmm. Well, three days ago, my friend, my daughter's dad and his girlfriend had their daughter. They asked me to bring my daughter to the hospital to meet their little her little sister along with other family members, and I did just that. But when they introduced us to the baby, I was shocked. They named her the same name as my daughter. What? <laughs> the mom didn't seem to have any issue with this when she introduced the baby, bold as brass. My friend, the dad, seemed uncomfortable and couldn't look me directly in the eyes, so... When I asked them what was going on, he said, oh, I'm going to take our daughter down to the cafeteria and left her with the mom. My friend, the dad, said, told me to calm down and to not overreact while his girlfriend told me that she didn't see the issue and it was a pretty name. I asked them if they named the baby for my daughter, trying to understand the logic here, but his girlfriend said no, it was just a pretty name, and she liked it. I then asked if they planned to use a nickname or a middle name when addressing the the daughter on a daily basis, and her response was that no, she did not see a need for that. 
I told them that they were being ridiculous and that they couldn't do this. I told them his, his girlfriend, I told the girlfriend that I found this frankly creepy and told my friend that he was being spineless if he was happy to go along with this. He tried to calm our daughter. He tried to claim our daughter could use a nickname or something, but she's been using that name for a decade. His girlfriend told me I was being a biatch talking to her like that after she just gave birth and asked the nurses to remove me, saying I was being disruptive. Maybe my temper was running a little too hot, though, and I was a little too harsh on her after she just gave birth. But I find this weird. And then she also had another little edit here. She said uh, they even have the same last name. And she also says, you know, she can call them dinosaur for all I care, but this name should be <laughs> off limits or, or adjusted. <laughs> Something about it felt malicious and deliberate as she's trying to replace my daughter or for both of them to spring it on me like this on their first meeting. I just find it weird. Am I the asshat? 651-641-1071. What say you and what say you two? I would be mad. I would be really mad. I would be in the whole line of the daughter can use a nickname. <laughs> right. Who has been using the name for a decade? Oh, Her kiss my 10. gay ass. No. <laughs> no. 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 What is she thinking? Yeah. What is she thinking? This is, I, I think, all... Uh, the, the 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 responsibility falls on the father to have yes. navigated to have navigated this better. Thank you. That's to, exactly this, it, my thought. He is the he is the he's a coward to me. He is not maybe not a coward. That's overly dramatic. He needs he like needed to step too? it. Yeah, he needed to step in. And I mean, I guess the mother could do whatever she wanted to do. You know, she couldn't still name it, name the child. The other daughter's name, but the father should have said, no, 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 no. I already have a daughter because not only he needed to stick up for his other daughter and mm-hmm. and, and stick up for his ex-wife, you know, or not ex-wife, but yeah. his ex-partner. Right. Yeah, the- no, I completely agree with that. The fact that he just left and was like, all right, yeah, you know the name now. And he clearly felt uncomfortable. Yes. It's, it is. It is kind of weird with all of the names that are available. She, just, yeah, not the asshats. Not at all. Yeah. And again, I will say that the father is the the coward behole. Yeah. And I'm normally like, hey, you can name your kid whatever you want. You know, d- defend that. But I just, um, it just this is seems weird. all messed up. Yeah. Right. And this is not like George Foreman naming all of his sons George. You know, like they... Th- that's that's different from what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. Holly, what do you think? Oh, absolutely not the asshat. The hu- the uh, hookup person was the asshat. Yeah, I oh man, I feel I feel good for her though because she avoided being in a relationship with this person. Mm. She was yeah. just like it was just a drunken hookup, and we're co-parenting, and that's that. That being said, I would have been even more livid because clearly this is some weird psychological manipulation. On the part of the girlfriend. It's like, here's a list of names. Pick one. Not the one that is of my kid. 
Yes. Oh, yeah. I would have been, woo! Oh, my. Well, and also think about their futures, too. There's going to be a lot of legal confusion. Like, if they have the same exact yes! names. No. 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 It's not like Charlotte from Sex and the City. No. no. <laughs> We're going to go to the phone lines. 651-641-1071. Judy on line one. Hi, Judy. Welcome to the show. What do you think? I um, think she's not the asshat, but I think the girlfriend is trying to replace the daughter. <gasps> See? I think she's trying to wipe out the relationship. Um, and if I was the mom, mm. I, w- I would help her out. I would take everything to court, and I would get any custody taken away from him. Yeah. Oh, for the 10-year-old. But I, I, but I think that that's, I think that's what she's doing. And the dad is a spineless jerk. Yeah, standing up I think he needs to change his name to Dinkopotamus. Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. yep. Thank yeah, you, Judy. Thank you, Judy. Hmm. Let's go to give yeah. Laura the last word here. Hi, Laura. Welcome to the show. You get the last word. Uh, absolutely not the ass hat. And then when he goes to uh, people meet him and they're like, oh, you have two daughters. Yeah. Kara and Kara or whatever their name is. Yeah. He's, yes. He's going to continuously look like an ass hat the rest of his life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is such a good voice. For the rest of his <laughs> life. Here's Kara yeah. one and two. Yeah, it's like um, it's like Dr. Seuss, thing one and two. Here's daughter one, daughter two. Yeah. Thank you, Laura. Oh, wow. Oh, the nerve. The nerve. The, the nerve. And yeah. then the daughter, too, having to have that for a dad. Yeah. Right. Oh. Oh, she by charade. Ew, to the no, to the no, no, no. No, 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 no. Hey, coming up at 830, uh, Jake Thompson, Alexis's brother, was smack dab in the middle of uh, Beyonce's birthday extravaganza that included an appearance by Diana Ross. Miss Ross. Don't call her Diana. She needs to be called Miss Ross. Mm -hmm. Can Uh, we cleanse the palate before we go to break? Sure. (gasps) Yes! Let's give something away! Yes! Oh, cleansing the palate by giving away a pair of tickets to see the Minnesota Twins versus the Tampa Bay Rays Monday, September 11th at 6.40 p.m. That's this Monday, by the way. 651-641-1071. Caller number seven is winning a pair of tickets to see the Minnesota Twins versus the Tampa Bay Rays on Monday, September 11th at 6.40 p.m. By all means, the weather looks spectacular. Looks like it might be in the mid-70s, partly cloudy. So, 651-641-1071. Go see the twins. Woo-hoo! If you're called or seven. Oh, Go twins. Man. Operators are standing by. When we come back, the dirt alert. Next. Hi, everybody. It's Jace for Skin Rejuvenation Clinic. Uh, Lex and Holly and I were talking about this earlier. I got to get in there. I had this line across my forehead that looks like 94 westbound. Or eastbound. Uh, so if you're like me and you need a little bit of Botox for the fall, a little bit of filler, uh, this is a good time to get in because if you have never, ever, ever been to Skin Rejuvenation Clinic, I am going to save you money. Call. Be like, hey, Jason told me to call. You're going to get $100 off your first service of 250 or more for new clients. So you also get to see their new office. It's beautiful. We're going to be having a party. I'll tell you about that soon. Anyway. 
Now, if you've already been to Skin Rejuvenation Clinic over the years and you refer a new family member or friend and they go, you get a discount and they're going to get a discount. Call for details on that offer. But please call now. I just checked a couple days ago. These these appointments are booking up fast. SkinRejuvenationClinic.net. SkinRejuvenationClinic.net. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning. Live on My Talk. Later on our My Talk app. So go download that and take us wherever you want to be. Woohoo! Ollie is taking her broom and uh, swept up all the crumbs of uh, Hollywood news in the Dirt Alert. Right, Holly? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner breaking their silence about their divorce. So today they each posted a joint statement to their uh, social media accounts regarding the end of their four-year marriage. And the... Messaging is very flowery. They wrote, after four wonderful years of marriage, we have mutually decided to amicably end our marriage. Mm. There are many speculative narratives as to why, but truly this is a united decision, and we sincerely hope that everyone can respect our wishes for privacy for us and for our children. Well, good. you know, that's the typical. They... they Copy and paste of that from every other Hollywood couple. But, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, now this yeah. goes counter to the narrative that's been popping up in tabloids like page six. And also, by the way, I feel like this narrative is coming from Joe Jonas and his people. I'm just saying mm. is that Sophie Turner is a party gal and that she hasn't been mm-hmm. around this summer and yep. that Joe Jonas has been on tour and he took the two kids with him and that he's been the devoted dad while Sophie has been out partying her buns off. That's the narrative. But that they're mm. saying, don't listen to that. But I'm like, mm, Joe, honey, we had some exclusive stories over at TMZ this weekend and some exclusive stories over at page six. And when you see an exclusive heading on a tabloid, that means oftentimes that the call is coming from inside, from the, inside house. the house. Yes, it sure does. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm really you glad. think it's Nick? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the uh, it's the one that never gets any attention. Oh, Frankie. Kevin. No. Oh, oh, the other one that's not even in the band. Isn't right. it? Fra- isn't he Frankie? I think so. Yeah. Or, Frankie. Yeah. Or yeah. maybe it's one of their wives, the one who does <laughs> like the Ritz Cracker commercials. Oh, right. Danielle. Danielle. Kevin's mm-hmm. wife. Yeah. Oh, it's one of them. The yeah. other brother, yeah, Frankie's his name. Yeah, yeah, poor Frankie. Poor, I just, poor Frankie. I just searched Jonas Brothers' other brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh god. Oh. Yeah. So, but putting it into perspective, they have two kids. Sophie Turner is only twenty-seven years old. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So, you know what? They'll find their way, those kids. Yes, they will. Those and, crazy kids will find their way. Yeah, they'll find their way. They're going to move on. They have two kids together. Hopefully, they'll work things out. Oh, I hope so for humanity's oh, sake. Oh, um, Miley Cyrus's brother, Trace. Okay. Man, does yeah. he have some things to say on the internet? He went really? on a rant, and he said that no woman is better off without him and he claims that his exes had to settle for less. Oh, wow. That's bold. Yeah, he's making some bold statements. He said, I genuinely feel bad for any girl I've been with that has to live with the regret of losing me. Oh, man. Man. That the, sounds the, a lot, like a lot of insecurity right there. It does. Yeah, the oh, audacity man. of it all. Oh, yeah. It sounds like he should be telling it to a therapist and not Instagram. Oh, you think? Maybe. <laughs> you think. So, you know, he mm. w- he put on his Instagram story a long, long message. Oh, my gosh. Look at that. Yeah. And he said, no girl that lost me has had their life improved by me no longer being part of it. Oh. What is what drugs oh, are he on, he on right now? <laughs> I don't know. What, what what did he just break up with someone? What's prompting this? Yeah, he must feel a little spicy about that. Now, some of these words, some people are think are saying that he's so salty about breaking up with Brenda Song. Brenda Song moved on a long time ago with Macaulay Culkin, and they have children together. Oh yeah, she's doing great. She's doing great. He dated Demi Lovato back in two thousand nine. I don't know. Look. Celebrity siblings, get your yeah. get your stuff wow, together. Trace, what does Trace do? Is he in the music industry or? Uh, what's yeah, he up to? He's a musician of sorts. Oh, okay, yeah, he's around. Mm-hmm. Word of sorts. Of sorts. <laughs> Let's talk about what the heck is happening over on network television since the writers' strike <laughs> and the actors' strike <laughs> are still happening. Network TV making some bold choices by mining franchises from around the world. NCIS Sydney. Is going to be airing on CBS this fall. That's mm. exciting. That's exciting. Is now, it? <laughs> well, including but not limited to, man, CBS making some bold choices. They're also putting out fan vote for your favorite Blue Bloods episode, and we'll schedule it for you. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. some crowdsourcing. Yeah, some crowdsourcing. <laughs> yeah, this is what's happening on network television. <laughs> Coming soon, CSI Tonga. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They're going to be mining all of that. Well, how does that work? Is it just, uh, are the writers in Australia then, too? So, well, well, I mean, the, the product has already been made. Right. So what CBS is probably licensing, uh-huh. NCIS Sydney, okay. and then they're going to air it on CBS. These have already been made. Right. So they're in the can. And they can just broadcast them. You know, the problem is, is we can't make any new television right now. So they're, you know, going through and crossing the T's and dotting the lowercase J's. And like Jason said, at some point, it's going to be Dancing with the Stars Taiwan. Yeah. Which could be very exciting. Yeah, then can, over on NBC. Move, That's right. And flip. And then over on NBC, instead of the Chicago series, it'll be like Easter Island Fire. Easter Island Police. <laughs> Hey, I'm tuning in. <laughs> yeah, Micronesia police. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to take a break. Hey, more stories like this at oh. mytalk71.com. Another dirt alert's coming up at 1220. 
When we come back, Alexis's brother Jake was smack dab in the middle of Beyonce. He's waking up early on the West Coast to join us with the skinny when we return back after this. S-E-M. We're just going to keep that all together. First Equity Mortgage, David and the team, they've got you when it comes to your mortgage. Whether it's your first time or your 50th time, they'll meet you where you are. For all of you future home buyers, for you first time home buyers, now is a fantastic time to give David and the team a call to get your financial ducks in a row. You'll know how much you can afford. You'll know what's going to happen when, about the process, and you sign that ream of paper at the end of it and feel confident that you've made the right choice. And then, but before you get get pre-approved and then you go shopping, because you'll walk into a place and go, this is it. And that might be the edge that you need over other people by having First Equity, a local mortgage company on your side, 23 years and counting in our market, uh, and you're ready to go. And others, they might not be in that same place. So get to it, 763-251-8000, or use my talk keyword, David. Alexis in the morning, right here on my talk. Everything entertainment. Everything Miss Ross. With Jace, with Lex, and Holly. Yeah, she, Diana Ross, requires when she makes an appearance, there's a star on the door. And people call her Miss Ross. Oh, yeah. She had a nice disco sparkly one, I'm sure. I'm sure she did. Yeah. Let's take it away. Who do we yes, have? Well, Introduce our special guest. We're very excited because Beyonce, you know, she got her Virgo groove on, right? She celebrated her birthday <laughs> in Los Angeles on Monday. She turned 42. My brother, Jake Thompson, he lives out in L.A. and he was there and he is joining us right now. Hey, Gigi. Hi, guys. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Thanks for waking up so early at 630 over there. Of course. Thank you for having me. You know, I got to work overtime for the Beehive. <laughs> right. Are you a bigger fan now after seeing her birthday extravaganza? Uh, yes. I feel like, honestly, she's the single greatest living artist of all time after <laughs> Monday night. <laughs> Period. <laughs> I'm not even, I'm really not even exaggerating. Like, I know I have, um, I've, I've got funny delivery, but she is like... <laughs> She is the supreme. She is the queen. So it was, yeah, it was just spectacular. And I feel very honored to like live on the same timeline as Beyonce to get to experience her at this like point in her career and her life. And yeah, just all the feelings. I'm still actually processing it. I don't even know if you guys noticed. I haven't even put a main grid. I haven't even put a main post on the grid. I'm still, oh, on Instagram. I'm still at the, I'm still at the show, like, in my mind, so. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jake, had you seen Beyonce in concert before Monday night? I have. I've only seen her. I've only. I mean, I think this is maybe my fourth time seeing her. Um, so, yeah. I've kind of gone since ever since she dropped, like, the visual album in 2014. Yeah. What, what was it? it? So, since you've seen, I'll piggyback off of Holly here. Since you've seen her four times, what was it? And I know you're still processing in A, you're processing B, it's damn early. And and you might not even, but what was it about this particular uh, performance, this particular tour that just elevated everything for you? I mean, it's, it's the year of renaissance. Like <laughs> this album 
really like I mean, she does it year after year, right? Like she drops these dossier of talent on us. And I just, I think she like sonically makes us rethink the way music can sound and look. And I, this album in particular, you know, she really honored the LGBTQ plus community. And I felt like this tour especially was like kind of in celebration of the old, um, the history of voguing and queer culture. And so I, yeah, I was really excited. I had to be there. <laughs> well, also, Diana Ross saying happy birthday to her. What was that oh like? And how didn't, did you guys sing to her as a crowd? What what happened? Yes. Yes. It was like, um, I've never experienced what it feels like to like live inside a PBS special. But <laughs> that is like how it felt. It was so wholesome. Like Beyonce was, it was so funny. Like apparently like there was all these rumors that the fans were going to like bring uh, black and yellow balloons and like sing to her and it was hilarious because I don't know how they could do that through security but she did <laughs> like she like came out and like people started to sing happy birthday and you could tell she was like hold up like this isn't the <laughs> that's not the plan and then all of a sudden um she I was like whatever the queen wants like we all need to be quiet and then she um uh yeah all of a sudden she was like I'd like to bring out a guest and Diana Ross came out um in this like black sparkly gown and like all her regalness and then yeah she was like I'm Diana Ross and we're gonna sing happy birthday to Beyonce (laughs) she had to introduce herself as I'm Diana Ross as if people didn't know but I suppose that's nice of her to do that (laughs) yeah it was so it was so wholesome. Like everyone, we all sang with Diane Ross. Like now I can check that off my bucket list. I sang with Diane Ross. So, um, yeah, it was beautiful. It was just such an intimate moment. And you could tell like Beyonce was also gagged. Like she kept being oh. like, she was like so in, in shock too. So she kept hugging yeah, her. Was, I kept seeing the video from in pictures. She was just like, Oh my gosh, this is so great. And then also to see your daughter, Ivy blue, I mean, she's been up there performing oh. and, Monday night was no different, right? Yeah, uh, Blue Ivy, youngest Grammy winner. I mean, she, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. she is on she is on the right path. I just in life, like she, I don't know how someone that young could be that, around a stadium full of screaming fans. But yeah, she knew all the she hit all the choreo. Her and Beyonce did this whole dance to Who Runs the World. It was so cute. So. Yeah, the introduction to Blue Ivy, wow, <laughs> is all I can say. Well, I think yeah. and I, I think for a lot of young folks, not you because you're so steeped in pop culture, but it's such a great moment to see Diana up there because for people of color, Diana Ross was the was one of the, if not the first, back on the Ed Sullivan show to perform with the Supremes. I mean, it was the first, mm-hmm. she was the first superstar of color for uh, on network television uh, to have a platform like that. Yeah. So to see, to see Diana who meant so much for a different generation to be up there with Beyonce, who means so much to this generation. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, the power on that stage, uh, you yes. could probably, it was palpable. I would imagine. Yes, it was big. It was B. It was King B energy, as they say. <laughs> yeah, like she just really like. I don't know. It's you feel like your body, your brain, and your body are reacting at the same time on like a cellular level. Whenever Beyonce like hit the stage, 
I turn into an animal. Like, you just cannot <laughs> contain yourself. Like, she just brings you to church. Yeah, well, I bet it was super fun, too. We're talking to my brother, Jake, who saw Beyonce on Monday night for her birthday performance. You're in L.A. Everyone got the assignment, right? They're looking like disco balls. And you are seeing so many stars on top of that because they're in in L.A. Was there any star sightings? We want hot gossip, Jake. Right. Did you see Tiffany, Tiffany, Timothy, and uh, Kylie in second (laughs) phase? Tiffany, Yeah. Um, I... First and foremost, I could care less about both of those two, but I, <laughs> I heard they, I heard they were in the building. Yes, uh-huh. um, it is nice to know that. I mean, you know, the the it was a pretty penny. Um, so I should, I better see some stars where I was sitting. Not just kidding. Um, but, uh, yeah, like we saw, okay, who did we see? We saw, um, right when we got there, we were lost, of course, and we ran into. Um, Carrie Washington of Scandal mm-hmm. and um, Megan V. Markle, a.k.a. the Duchess of Sussex. Oh, and amazing. they're friends, right? So they were together? Yes. Okay. Yes. I was kind of, I was really gagged by that uh, just because it's like royal, like I don't really care about like British royalty, but I do care about Meghan Markle. So <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> um, and then I missed it, but my two of my friends, because we went to go to the merch line, but two of my friends... Mm. Uh, that we were with said that the Kardashians were in the house and Kim Kim and Chris and Chloe like walked by them and also my friends kind of don't care about the Kardashians so they were like whatever but apparently there was like a huge buzz about it Um, so that was amazing and then also we bumped into Lizzo and um, Nicole Richie so yeah it was pretty cute I mean I mean Nicole Richie you know, I know Lizzo's kind of going through some stuff right now. So <laughs> yeah, you think? Yeah. Was she kind of like avoiding? <laughs> oh, she looked like she was avoiding too. Like a gaggle of gay fans were trying to like say hi and take pictures, and she was like, she was running. Those allegations are running with her. So <laughs> Lizzo, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. But no, like, but but Beyonce was incredible. Like it was just like, yes, like Alexis said, the, uh, the fans understood the assignment. She said, she said, you better wear silver. And like we all did. So it was amazing. <laughs> oh, that was well, to see. Mm. as Lex said, thanks for always, thanks for waking up rather early and um, having fun <laughs> with us. Of course. Thank you for having me. And I, any way that I can spread the, the beehive energy to everybody, I'm happy to do so. <laughs> Love it. Thanks, Jake. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Jake. Jake G. Thompson on, on the grams, mm-hmm. on on all socials. Follow Jake. Official beefluencer. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that. We're going to take a break, friends. We'll be right back to wrap things up. Uh, I, can't, I can't wait to listen to this on my run today. Mm, it's going to be so great. I'm going to run right into the river. Well, we can add Mambo number five to that, too. Yeah, I don't know. Stephen King and his obsession. I'm going to attempt to do that today. What, listen Mambo to Mambo number five? Yeah, and, and see if it does actually equal productivity. Oh. Or just some sick dance moves. Sick dance moves. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, in our final minutes, uh, 
because we we will we're gonna do some TV talk tomorrow. I know we keep saying that, but we just have so much. Oh man, yeah, yeah. Um, we're gonna get to Roni. We're all caught up on Roni. Oh yeah, Roni. Only Roni. murders in the building. Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. But I'll throw one in there right now, just because it's a it's a it's a it's it came out during the. Hi everybody, this is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson. Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Fair, so it's a little old, but I finally was able to watch it yesterday. And if you can find it on, I, I don't think it's on Paramount Plus, which I don't know why, but mm. I'm talking about the Bob Barker special. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, that aired last week. That aired last week. Uh, we finally got a chance to watch it last night over a lovely Crispin Green Bowl. Um, it was real good. It was really well done. Uh, a fitting tribute to Bob. I was really wondering how they were going to do it, if it was, you know, rushed or, um, but it was, it, it was an hour long and they didn't go too much into like uh pre prices, right? History. It was really just kind of a love letter to Bob and, and the prices, right? Years, which is fitting because it was on CBS, but um, they really touched on, and there is a term. He had a star speaking of Diana Ross. He had a star, on his dressing room that had um, like letters. And it was basically, I forgot what it was. It was um, BDMC, I think it was. Mm. And it was best damn master of ceremonies. And that, and, and, and master of ceremonies is a term that's not used a lot anymore. It's you know, host or whatever. But I, I kept thinking about that because Bob really, really was just a really great master of ceremonies. Um, and, and they drew Carey, who hosted the special, talked about what made him so special because, as Drew pointed out, he wasn't, you know, if you think about it, Bob wasn't flashy. Mm-mm, Bob, wasn't, uh, did, Bob wasn't, Bob um, wasn't irreverent and Bob wasn't like, thirsty for the camera he was kind of understated if you really think about it um so so in the special drew asks the viewer you know like what was it and it was as any good host it was really part of the recipe was timing and knowing how to mine the golden nuggets of the contestants, you know, knowing when to just when he had a good fish on the line, meaning when he had a good contestant. Yeah. Oh, he could take advantage of those moments. And they had a great clip package to display that. When, when to lean in. When to lean in and when he knew, oh God, oh, I have okay, the the fish is on the hook. We're gonna, we're gonna keep this going. And and he did it so well when a contestant was visibly, not in a bad way, but visibly nervous, like real anxious, like, oh, my God, Bob, just show me the show me the price. Show me the price. <laughs> and Bob would jokingly prolong it. You know, he wouldn't flip over 
maybe the last number, and the contestant was just going nuts. Like, oh, God, is it an eight? Is it an eight? And Bob would jokingly go to turn the card, but then he would go, now, what did you say that number is again? And the audience would scream, and the contestant would scream, and come on, Bob, just flip it. And he would he would really mine those live TV moments. And it and Yeah, he knew what made great TV. He did. And we've said it four dozen times on the show. The good ones always make it look easy. And the good ones always make it look like anyone could do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you know, you watch you watch Bob. And you go, oh, well, I can come through those double doors, which I got to tell you, I still think Bob Barker's entrance, the the, the music, the theme, oh. the, sli- the the accordion doors, still one of the best. In- Johnny Carson, I think, had the best intro in television, always, the coming through the curtain, you know. Yeah. But looking at all these clips of Bob, as I have over the years, the Bob Barker intro I guess I never paid attention to that. Oh, he came my through. God. Yeah. Well, just the, whole, doors? the whole how, yeah. intro of The Price is Right, yeah. where Thank it you, sets Holly. you up. You've got Rod Roddy, okay. and you're panning over the audience, and everyone's excited. And then you get the first names of the first contestants come on down. Then you, boom, hit the intro music. Bob Barker comes through. The double doors open, and he just walks out. Yeah. Nice. Oh. Does Drew Carey do that now? Oh, yeah. Drew Carey does it. He does the it's, same. Okay. He does the same, but it's just, um, it's here's just a little bit of it. Let me just, uh, I'll, I'll drop the needle on one of these. Here we go. Accordion doors open and Bob struts out against that polished white floor at the Bob Barker Studios at Television City. He gets his skinny stick mic from one of the spokesmodels and greets the crowd. Fresh tan. Uh, so good. But anyway, yeah. it, it just... It reinforced what made Bob great as a, as a host, as as the MC, the master of ceremonies on daytime TV, and 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 he made it look so easy. And not everyone could do that. No. And, and they also, and I loved these moments. He also they did a clip package of when contestants, after they're called from the audience, <laughs> they don't go to contestants' row. They go right up on stage with Bob, and Bob has to politely tell them, "Wait a minute, get me <laughs> down you, here. You gotta." You got to get on, you got to win <laughs> contestants row before you can get up on stage. Oh. And, uh, and then the last clip they showed was this real, this older woman. She had to be in her late eighties and Bob goes, sweetie, what, what, what do you want me to tell these people in contestants row? Why you should be up there and not them. I mean, you, you just came from the audience and she looks at the crowd without missing a beat. And grandma goes, Oh, they're all young. They still have time. Leave me up here. <laughs> It's really good. I found it. If you have YouTube TV, everyone, oh, um, or okay. a similar service, just Google, yeah. Google, or Google, search for Price is Right Bob Barker, and it, and it popped up for me. And you can watch it like in an on-demand type way. Mm. Um, so if you have a service like YouTube TV, uh, you should be able to find it from last Thursday. It's worth, it's worth the hour. It's worth the, the hour time. 
So, oh, what fun! Yeah, it fun was what it was. He's one of the best. That's going to do it for us. If you're listening and you're a kid that's being bullied, you go out there and be yourself because nobody can tell you're doing it wrong. Right, Lex? That's right. You be you. Have a fantastic day. We love you so very much. And we will talk tomorrow. Donna and Steve experience up next. Bye for now.